breakfast. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in now on Highland Radio or back via the podcast. Of course, you can pick the podcast up on highlandradio.com, Spotify, iTunes. This is your weekly GAA roundup. Coming up later on the show, I'm going to speak with hurling coach Jamesy Donnelly as he prepares his Donegal side for action in 2023. And I'm going to speak with new Donegal senior football manager Paddy Carr. Um, delighted to get talking to Paddy to discuss taking the biggest job in Donegal GA. That's all to come up later in the show. But first, I'm going to speak with the one and only Alan Foley, sports editor with the Iconic Media Group. How are you, Alan? All good, Brendan. Thank you. All good. You've got the Christmas shopping done, yeah? Not yet, no. Not yet. You're, you're a la- <laughs> last like minute it. man, like, like all of us, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I was almost got to, what, two or three weeks yet, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> that time will close in quick, eh? You'll be scrambling. That's just the mm-hmm. way of it. Alan, tell me, I just, I just want a quick chat, yeah? Obviously, first of all, Satanta, um, bit shell-shocked there, losing that... Um, that quarter final, a potential semi final there, and you know, getting to the the mecca of 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 Crow Park, uh, hard wrenching stuff for for Gary McGilligan this side. You know, after a game that they controlled. Absolutely, yeah. The finish line was in sight, Brendan. You know, the the lead got into injuries. Hammond conceded two one. Uh, just kind of unravelled them, and it's pretty heartbreaking because I think you might have spoke about it last week. You know, just. The whole setup kind of just seemed to, to fall against them. You know, they won the Donegal final. They had to sit out them for 14 weeks before getting involved in Ulster. Uh, won the Ulster Championship, great success. And then you're wheeled out again six days later. Like, I just thought, you know, does it really have to be like this for them? Uh, not even making excuses afterwards. Like, this was flagged up definitely before the game as well. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't detract from what's been a brilliant year, you know, because last year they didn't even win the title. St. Bunes had beat them and they came back this year all guns blazing. But, They'll be disappointed, but I suppose it's always the thing when you play against the, the English team, you know, you, you don't really know what, what to expect, and it's probably hard to find information on them. And, you know, they had a lot of lads there, and some they heard like the traditional Harlan Counties playing as well. And it's a time to almost got over the line there, and it would have made it for a great Christmas and, and, and run into the next year, but just kind of got caught at the very the very end. And uh, even reading Gary's quotes there, he, like, just, he said the word devastated about six times, I think, Brendan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, indeed. Listen, Alan, it's, as you said there, I mean, there's something so you would be so annoyed for them because their biggest game of the year was followed by their toughest game, six games apart. And as you say, with those massive breaks in there, I mean, I mean, sport as much as it's about the the you know the lead update and and playing on it, you you got to enjoy it as well. And uh, it's such a shame. I mean, if they'd have won this game, you'd have said right, fine. You know, you're working on towards a semi-final, but the fact that they they had that quick turnaround after losing Ulster, you really feel for them in terms of. I mean, it's a massive thing to win an Ulster title. Yeah, absolutely. It was only the second time they'd done it, like five years ago, and like we've seen this a bit, and you know, with all these kind of just changes to the calendar, but like the provincial dates seem to be just the same as they always was. You see it in the football, you know, like yeah. Um, yet we're kind of rushing to get our championship straight here, you know, week on week on week, and I know that's caused. You know, it's difficult for, for some clubs as well. Uh, then there's big delays before you head into the Ulster thing. Um, I don't know, it's just something we can look at. Because like, the calendar, yeah, you know, it's, it's far from perfect. And I know there's every year there's different theories and it's going here and there. But it's definitely something that needs to look into. Like, I think that's the the case. It's probably the most extreme one you can get when you're waiting 14 weeks for one game and then you're forced out six days later in another one. Like, so I just... You know, something needs to be done there, you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. After the match, Paddy Hunter caught up with a dejected uh, boss, Gary McGilligan. 
Gary, that's a game that he's looked to have won. Six points up was about seven or eight minutes to go and you end up losing by four. That must be hard to take. Ah, oh, Paddy at the moment, I'm just devastated. It's hard to get the head around. Um, uh, for a game, it was a game we probably didn't do. We not knowing an awful lot about them and you know what sort of level it was at, but how how it feel for 95% of that game we out hurled them there just and you know they get the goals and sometimes a team gets a goal against their own the play they got and get a bit of momentum going. You know, the tide turned down and it was just it was hard to get it back back around again you know and it's hard to put on the words at the moment but we're just it's just this absolute devastation there in the change room you know. You just got off to a fly-in start. You were five-one up, and then they obviously got your man sent off. Luke Hans was sent off. Uh, uh, it seemed to just ignite them though, when they finished just a point behind you to the break. Uh, it's one of the old scenarios, even that we we found it hard to use a spare man. You know, it's uh, you've seen it more times than often, probably more so even in hurling than football. We had a spare man there at times when we weren't getting an awful lot out of the spare man. But look, that's the way it goes. But now they, they definitely at, at probably they felt they were sort of harshly done by that red card, so they had they had about a fight on them then after yeah. it. So. That's it's, it's, it's a hard one to take then obviously after the break uh, Coulter popped up with a couple of fine scores you were well in control six up and then the long ball in got the goal and it's, it's a remarkable turnaround yeah yeah but even after their first goal I think we still went up and scored the next yeah, point you, you know it was yeah, a couple of but, points, um, yeah. you know, we, we had a man sent off very harshly ourselves then like and that sort of left us we wee bit open at the back and you know their their second goal to me was really the game changer like um yeah. Like the whole defence, they got a ball. We had two going for the ball, and they ended up getting it, and they had a man over and on the overlap, and just one on one with the keeper. And what can you do, you know? With so the game at that, at that stage, I suppose the game was 14 on 14, completely open. You know, they 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 ran at us and caused us baller. And once once they get that goal, you know, at that that level, that I think if I mean right, yeah, and then then they yeah. scored the one, and we we were probably pushing up, going for the one, and they they got on behind again for another goal like the. And now the last goal, our man, our cornerback was out in front and blatantly fouled and didn't get the thing. But I don't like crying with referees. But if we had a free out there, you might have had a chance to get an equaliser. But I know, look, you, you were concerned with your own sending off as well. It appeared to be off the ball. We didn't see what happened. What's your take on it? I uh, know it's harsh. Like we, it's, it happened straight across from us. And, and the annoying thing is it happened front of the linesman. Like there, one there, man drew straight across our man off the ball. And he, to be fair, like he reacted a wee bit and had him a wee dunk back. But you know. There's not a signal as a man being hit deliberately with a stick and then he ends up with a man getting sent off. Yeah. But look, that's, that's life, that's the way it goes. And hard to take it at the moment now, but sure look. It's that. been a, a lot of setbacks for the Satanta squad. He's worked so hard to try and get to this level and this was supposed to be just a step <coughs> too far. But one an Ulster title must be still a massive fill-up, a massive boost to the club. Ah, well, it will be. Look, it's, it's just hard to, hard to be, too, look, be too positive about it at the moment. But I look at that, if you'd have said the start of the year we won an Ulster title, we'd probably been happy enough. But... It's just when you know that you know, there was more than that there for the ticking, it's just frustrating at the moment, you know. And, ah, that's, that's hard to take, but sure, that's, that's sport, Pally. Yeah, listen, as you, as you said there, um, Alan, you know, dejected is, is, is a word, you know, and I suppose the sending off as well, and, and, you know, the fact that you're in control. It must be very hard for a coach to take on board that, you know, you have everything set up right, but nothing like hurling, uh, Alan, we've seen it many a time, you know, for quick goals and just games to flip on their head. That is something that is a bit unique. We see it the odd time in football, but it is something that can happen so fast in hurling. Yeah, definitely. Like you, you see, even like there's some certain games, you know, you can control so many of your controllables. Um, you've seen it the odd time. Like I just think of Donegal Kildare 2011. Like it, it got to the stage then where basically Jim McGuinness even said afterwards it was just basically about all heart and, and, and instinct. Uh, hurling, you know, it, it's it's a more difficult game to kind of control your destiny. There's always liable something crazy will happen in hurling, and uh, just within a few minutes, you know, with Satanta, I think there was only three minutes signaled. 
uh, they look to be on their way and then just the whole thing fell apart and it's, it's really gut-wrenching for them because like the efforts that, that those guys have put in over the last year of course the London guys did as well but you know it could all just come down to something like that so, you know a couple of minutes you know we're sending off or a couple of late goals that's what just come down to the end in Britain Yeah, yeah tight stuff tight stuff I'm just wondering about the, the, the under-20 championship going on there um, we've been lucky enough I suppose with the weather by and large but I mean you were just wondering about them lads and, and playing their uh, playing their season at this time of year again, going back to fixtures. So it just does, it just doesn't seem right uh, Alan, on, the, on, on the boys being forced to do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're going to run out of luck with the weather by all accounts for this weekend. It's yeah. a very cold stretch coming Wednesday or Thursday. So, uh, no, I, I know like, I've talked to a few people on this. Like, like It's funny that the A competition, Brennan, has basically... You know, it's not even finished the group stages yet, and it's been gone on for one, two, maybe five or six weekends already. I think there's still one outstanding game in the south. The south had, or the north, sorry, had a game on Friday night just to finish up was McCool's. Uh, chairman had a big win at McCool's. But, you know, after all that in the northern group, it basically just eliminated Milford and the other four teams progressed. So, uh, you know, it just seems like an awful lot of football. But, like, it must be noted, we, we were speaking about this at O'Donnell Park one day, like, this is what the clubs wanted and this is what they voted in now. Yeah. I just think it's it's very difficult on players. I know, like, the B competition, like, the games at the weekend seem to be great games. So, mm. like, uh, two or three of them went right to the wire, you know, and uh, where then Aru had kind of been impressive enough when over Fanny Gales. But, uh, you know, it's we've got quite lucky, as I said there, with the weather so far, you know, like young fellas, there's so much expected of them, you know, especially in this grade. Like those guys last year, probably even just using St. Junin as an example, that like I think they won the under 21 final a week before Christmas, then they would have been involved in like Sigerson Cup, maybe County under yeah, 21. Yeah. So it just rolls, you know. But again, honestly, I mean, we've, we've talked about this, they, we keep, you know, it seems to have gone away a bit, but the burnout thing, you know. And I just, and, and then mm. I suppose my thing in that is, Alan, you know, you enjoy playing football, GAA is a summertime sport, really, you know. I mean, anything else, yes. the, the weather can interrupt the game so much that, you know, as you said, we've been blessed with the weather lately is about to change. But I'm just thinking about those, as you said, Seagers involved with senior teams and, and getting pulled every direction. You know, how when does the body get to rest? It's a vital thing. You've got to take, you know, at least six weeks off. You know, that is the, the medical advice in terms of letting the, the body settle, yeah. regenerate a bit. You know, not to say you completely stop training, but your training must be light. And then you go again, but I'm just looking for these lads. It's, this must be a 12 month thing for them now, and not not good for them. Oh and, yeah, you know. like the overlap is running from the previous year, yeah, and yeah. into the, the next, and then um, yeah, even for pitches. Like I always thought the all county league, Brennan, duty starts around Easter. I always thought you know, I know that the court is not kind of is the curtain raiser, but I always thought if you got even two weeks earlier, starting with that. And the theory there was, you know, the pitches, you know, the groundsmen don't want this. But I'm thinking now, like, if you're a groundsman, do you want games being played now, basically, in mid-December? Like, you know, whoever is going to win that under-21A championship has at least, what, three, maybe four games to play. Uh, and we're I, I think the format, Alan, would it not... It would be like the old Donegal format, you know, home and away, and, you know, you can gauge it then, maybe yeah. a third game, and take it from there and let these lads... Have that championship totally agree, goals, yeah. you know, and, and get it done. This group stage thing, I, I can't see the sense in that at all, you know. But but how you never? No, it's you not a lot of football. Yeah, yeah, a lot of football. And, and, and just speaking of football being read up in this county, you know, looking at you know from a few years previous where we had you know Kilcarra in the Ulster final, you know, obviously Gador in the magical time winning it, and you've Connolly in the final. We, we, you know, we had obviously some success as well at um, Junior Neve Colm Kill in that Ulster and and. Um, 
and um, uh, Kelly, Hughes, Kelly yeah. Gordon, yeah. Red Hughes. Yeah. So you, you know, yeah. have we dropped off that a bit, Alan? You know, in terms of that competitiveness where we were, is that some of the bigger teams in Ulster have have, have maybe got better, or or do you think we've slipped back a bit? Don't know. It's hard to tell because traditionally, Donegal all didn't do very well in Ulster, so it's really only you know. I think between '91, Kelly Beggs lost to Castle Blaney. The next team in it was 2010. Neil Connell played uh, across the yes, So, yes. you know, there's been a bit of an improvement of late. Like, and um, you're saying a couple of clubs got to the final, like Neil Connell, Glenn Sully got to a final. Uh, Guido, of course, went the whole way. That was only doing off second ever official title after St. Joseph's in the 70s. Yes. As you said, the junior bracket then has been, you know, Donegal had good success there as well. Um, even Bunkran, I got to a final, I remember, not so long ago as well. Um, as you said, Red Hughes and the Colin Kilbert. And then to me, then I think, was it St. Michael's? Maybe Michaels, 2003, yes. four, the last side that yeah. kind of made an imprint there. I suppose you see a lot of these, especially in the senior bracket, Brennan, like you can kind of see it's the same clubs that are starting to win the championships in a lot of the counties now. So I suppose uh, you might have a super club that could be capable of winning Ulster and an All-Ireland like Taku, but it makes for kind of a one-sided domestic championship. And I know like our senior championship here, like there's plenty of people who deride it, but there's still four sides who can definitely win it. And I suppose the intermediate, is, as we've spoken about many of the time, is a complete open book. Anything can happen there, really. So If you take if you take Dunlow's, the team defeated Dunlow Galbally, they're an Ulster final no, right. They, they were in it two years ago, and so they went up the senior level and threw them, which we, we know was tight. They tightened up the so Galbally got pushed back down again. The intermediate four teams they, went down. Yeah. yeah. So you you've kind of maybe at the different levels. Sometimes you can, I suppose, maybe have a side that really shouldn't be there, and you can kind of explain that. I suppose the the, be, the better barometer is it is at senior level in terms of as I say those sides you mentioned there were were right up and about with with the best of them. It doesn't seem like. Now that said, I suppose Alan, when you think we we really haven't seen a team at Kilku in a while, we probably just caught the end of Slough Neil and Kilcar were very unlucky that they got Slough Neil. I think that season because you know that was an All Ireland capable winning team, you know. And I think that the difference is now Kilku are back in there, and obviously Glenn have probably stepped it up to another level. Yeah. You know, that said, obviously you know Kerrigan, you know Steve Connell by all intents and purposes should have won that game, but Kerrigan did give. Did give Glenn a bit of a game as well, so maybe we underestimated Carrigan a bit, down And I suppose it's it's Ulster, you know, you're away from home, and and really Neve Connell just just caught with with um, late drama in, in normal time and full time. So yeah, so, well, yeah. Carrigan had done that in the interim final, like they came from the seven or eight down as well to get out of that. So they kind of had a little bit there, and you know how many times have you been up to Antrim, Brennan? I'm sure maybe you're playing yourself. Like you'd always kind of the teams would be kind of generally well enough organised, and that, and they'd stay with you for a while. But they would kind of fall off and they end up. But, you know, sooner or later, you're kind of thinking you can't keep getting away with this. And, like, they just really threw the kitchen sink at Neve Connell by all accounts. Um, you know, sometimes you think then maybe are we thinking too much about football in these parts? Like, sometimes maybe the route one is the way to go. Yeah. Not all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then oh. just in relation to Galbally, like, um, yeah. just, I just thought they were a really good team. I saw them beating St. Donald's comfortably in yeah. 2019. But they were actually caught in the final that year. Um, so they'll go in as big favourites but as you said they kind of suffered the relegation because of a rejig more so than the fact that they were the bottom team in the senior championship and throw those four teams went down I think yes yes I uh, listen good good side uh, some championship on there I'll, I'll tell me this um, Paddy Carr is coming on the show later um, questions questions <laughs> I, I, there seems so many questions there uh, um, just about Donegal at the minute and of course Murphy retiring and that what where, where do you see us now 
Alan going into into this season um, in terms of like is it a is it a complete kind of overhaul of of the squad now, particularly with Michael leaving, or, or where would you see Donny Gogan into twenty twenty three? I don't know. It's hard to tell now. I suppose there's extra spotlight on it, Brendan. Like I'm sure in days years gone by, you know, there wouldn't have been that much spotlight in November and December. I think it's because probably the whole process since Donny Gogan left to Armagh seems to have been dragged out. You know, so people were kind of looking for answers from mid June, really. Uh, you know, Jack and Bonner stayed on for a while before he announced, and then there was the protracted case of getting, you know, a successor mm. to Declan. So I think that's why there's more questions than than normal. Like if this was kind of just a run of the mill, you kind of nearly just keep the head down until, you know, you might hear the mechanic up draw. That draw now takes place next Tuesday night in Cookstown, I think. So I don't know. <laughs> we're just looking at it kind of for now, you know, and see. I know there's a bit of work to be done. They have to get a backroom team together. Like there's certain players, I think there's you know that mightn't be as available as they were last year. There's nothing really for definite. They just kind of confirmed that the, you know, the actual retirees, which was Neil McGee and Michael Murphy, are gone, and then like some of the long-term injured, like Owen McFadden Ferry, for example, has an ACL at the minute. So like you're probably hearing the same as me. You're hearing this that, and the other mm. uh, at the minute. We're not 100 percent sure, but um, I suppose Donegal are definitely at the crossroads, Brendan. Yeah, so. Yeah, I just think you know, it's it's it seems like such a difficult time to be taking Donegal. on. I'm sure Paddy Carnade and 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 of course now um um Paddy Bradley has joined the squad as well. They'll they're they're anxious to get their teeth in it. But as I say, if you had a very settled squad there and you were looking for a bit of a change in direction, it just seems like it's it's such a massive undertaking now. So listen, all we can do, Alan, I suppose, is get behind them and, and uh you know, the McKenna Cup I suppose in many ways in, in the league will be a good I suppose um, a point for them to kind of put their start to put their stamp on their team because we, as we know well, and you know the McKenna Cup in the league now, teams do let you play that bit and don't get stuck in. It's it's in that cut and thrust of championship. I suppose we'll see the real Donegal. So it's uh, in many ways the McKenna Cup in the league will just be a chance for them boys to, you know, probably get to know the players and 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 try and put some kind of style into them that that. That, that that's what they're about, you know, seeing what way they want to play it in terms yep. of tactically and how they want to shape this Donegal team. Yeah, well, I think this year there's there's thing about challenge matches around this time of year. Now, uh, Peter Campbell spoke to Paddy Carr last week. He said they were looking at you know, maybe 12 new faces. I'm not sure how new those guys are. If you remember last year in the McKenna Cup, I think there was like nine Donegal debuts during that, so we might see those sort of guys getting a few more minutes. Um, you know, there's a chance here for a lot of, of young players, and like there is a bit of a changing off the guard. You see now, like mm. the 20, 2012 team, basically the only remaining player is Patrick McBurdy from that. Like, and it doesn't seem that long ago that you know that team was winning the All Ireland. So, you know, there, there's an opportunity now for you know young players to put their hands up and and you know get into that county setup and, and see what they can do. Fantastic stuff for Siller. Um, we we wait, uh, we wait, uh, we we'll wait and see, and we're we're excited to see now. As I say, Alan, it's going to be an overall. And I think there has to be patience here from all the Donegal fans, and and let these guys, as I say, get get settled in and 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 bring on this new team at Donegal. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Top stuff, Alan Foley. Great roundup as ever. Uh, sports editor of the iconic Media Group. Alan, thanks for that, there, and I'll speak to you in the new year and uh, we're going to look across now say to our Hurling uh, senior Hurling team and coach with them uh, Jamesy Donnelly Jamesy how are you this evening? Uh, not too bad Brendan yourself? You, you you got another hard day in at the graft did you? 
Another day at the office, as I say. Not too easy with my graft. <laughs> it's not easy at the village, is it, David? Listen, we're, uh, with the outlet is always the sport, isn't it? And the hurling and, and, and your love of hurling. Uh, James, you're a course ex, uh, county player, racker, Nicky Racker, one of McCool's man. And you're in with uh, Mickey McCann, this uh, uh, coach in Donegal, uh, Jamesy, and you're certainly, as I say, putting the putting the shoulder to the wheel. Looking forward to 2023. Hi, that's it. I've been um, back at it again. You know, um, just trying to trying to keep move things on, and 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 hopefully, uh, you know, keep Donegal in a good place. You know, uh, Mickey. I suppose Mickey came in my last year and involved as a player in 2018, and. Uh, both himself and Gabriel really have brought it on to new heights, you know, and, and, and that's all we're trying to do this year. Uh, Division 2 is going to be very tough and competitive and uh, we're going to have to get off to a good start, you know. Yeah. And Jimmy, just just on that, obviously Satanta, um, before we got to the county stuff, Satanta going out yesterday, real, real tough defeat to them by a large game that they, that, that they controlled. And, uh, you know, Gary McGetting, we had an interview from, from there, a real, real dejected dressing room, a tough one, James. You were just saying about Hurling, how quickly, in particular, can flip on goals, you know, in a game that they, they really should have won. Aye, this has been, uh, I didn't actually see the game, but I just, from listening to reports, you know, they were, they were in complete control, um, sailing really, um, could see the finishing line, but Hurling's so cruel like that, you, you can be on top by, and three minutes later, it can, completely change you know and they got caught for a couple of soccer punches from what I believe and uh, I really tough defeat to take you know you're, you're you're nearly in a semi-final and a semi-finals are anything can happen then you're in real yeah. bonus territory but a real sickening one for them now to be honest yeah. with you yeah. a real awkward season the way it was all mapped out particularly with one in Ulster and then just out six days later, real, real tough one for Sedan. Of course, Ulster final. Um, James, you have to ask you a lot of people asking about Davin Flynn after his performance in the final, and and whether he can be coaxed back. And listen, I was saying to a few people, obviously, da- Davin must want to play himself. It's not as if yourself and Mickey, and, and that's going to go to him and, and convince him. You know, <laughs> it has to be something he wants to do. You know. Ah well, listen, listen. I know the man. Like everybody's got a lot going on in their life, and he, he has a young family, and he's just after getting married, and 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 you know. But at the same time, he's such a, he's an unbelievable talent. Like, um, of course, we'd love to have him. Um, but at the same time, listen, if, if, if the man's not interested, there's not much we can really do about yeah, it. Like, yeah, this um, is it, yeah. You know, um, we have there's a lot of good young players in the county too, Brendan, and we're we're hoping to really take them boys on under our wing and with a lot of senior players there, a lot of experience in that squad, like with Danny and 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 Declan and, and Stevie Gillespie and these boys. No, yeah. Roger have been about, and we'd be hoping them boys would take them under the wing as well. And 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 you know, there are a lot of good good players in this county too that that can hopefully push things on for us. Yeah, and James, does 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 in some way the Satanta run maybe hamper something like that? Maybe not necessarily him, but if you have a team that that plays all year round, and as we say, the with I suppose the the preparation and the time going up and up now. If you play with a successful club team, and then of course. You know, demands now at Donegal are huge as well. Could that sometimes be a wee bit sometimes of a negative in terms of lads playing all season, all year? Uh, I suppose there's two ways of looking at that, Brendan. You can you can have both ways, like that the, the boys are playing a lot of hurling, you know, um, and that, that they'll be always sharp. Listen, it can never be a negative when, when a Donegal club's up challenging to try and get into a, the latter stages of an All Ireland competition. You know, that can never be a negative, that can only be a positive, but. You know, 
suppose you, you would uh, you'll just have to taper the likes of Danny and these boys. Like the, they've let a lot of miles up, and uh, you're not going to be able to attack them boys the same way as you attack the younger boys in January and February. You know what kind of way? But no, I wouldn't see it as a negative at all. I, you know, anything when Donny Gallhorland's getting to the latter stages of competitions like that, it can only be a positive, Brendan. Yeah. Funny when you say that, hey, if there's any of them young hurlers listening, there's some tight runs coming. You're actually saying a wee bit of a shiver down by spine there when you say that. <laughs> I can think back to some of the tight training we used to do with Donegal. You're, you're bringing that back there, I'll tell you what, time. listen, oh, tight at the time, you'd be glad once the, once, once the summer sun had to say that you've got that in the legs. Oh, okay, does I? But I listen. It's changed since me and you were doing uh, January and February. You know, lads now are kind of looking after themselves a lot of the year round. They don't really let themselves slip too much. Um, you know, and your your strength and conditioning programs kind of twelve months a year anyway. You're kind of always tipping away at it. So, no, the lads are in pretty good fettle there. They've their, their fitness testing and all done. And you know, listen. Obviously, they're going to get fitter as the year goes on, but. Lads normally come back in middle and shape to you anyway. Yeah, and James, you tell me the, the the division next year. Obviously, your your current nemesis, Tyrone, and there Meath, Sligo, Donegal, Wicklow, London. A wee bit of a derby games, obviously, be Tyrone, but also Sligo as well. Always, always noted that there there always was this closeness between it, you know. And and there's been some there'll be some great ding dong battles, and they were all those sides in that in that group. Mm-hmm. So in division two P, a thing where. It was a thing, really. Donegal struggled to stay in, but now you know you're you're up there and 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 one of the sides, Mickey, that you know, can hold their own in that uh, in that division. Well, I listened from from last year and and the year gone by, but like we we've did fairly well in division two, but this year's a new year, you know. Um, there's a there's a few faces gone and a few faces coming in, so listen, every year's a, a challenge. Um, you really don't know where you are till the league starts, but. I just say there's a lot of derbies there. Tyrone, obviously, listen, it wouldn't matter if Tyrone turned up with 10 players. It's still going to be a tight game because it's just the nature of the thing. Um, Sligo, Sligo's a really good team. Um, they're very, very fit and, 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 and they've been playing at a top level for the number of years. So that's going to be tight. Meath, listen, Meath is a real tight game. Um, they're very strong. Uh, London, like you don't know with London what what, yes. way, what they're going to have you mm. know so what's the way things are obviously um, but again like there's going to be absolutely nothing easy in this league uh, we're under no illusions that we're going to have to be hitting 8s and 9s out of 10s to you know to stay in this league and, and listen that's what we're hoping to do and we're going to be working very very hard to make sure we do that um, we haven't put a lot of work in this last 15-20 years in Donegal Hurling to go back we want to keep taking steps forward so no, please God, we can do that, and the, and the lads can push on. Mm. Listen, it, it's been a fantastic time, James, since that title that you, that you were part of in 2018, and 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 how Donegal have progressed in, in league and, and championship. So for this season, good on, uh, James. I suppose the thing is, get solid in the division anyway. Make sure you you you, you stay there, and you know, just attack the Nicky Racker, unearth a few new players, and and just mould a mould a side that's that's uh, capable of winning the championship. Well, this is it, like, and, and that's what we'll, that's the objective of the whole thing. Like, I mean, like for years we struggled in Division Three, you know. Um, for a lot of my career, we struggled in Division Three. We got up a couple of times, but went straight back down. This team now has kind of held their own, and listen, we're very close to getting to a league final. Um, should have won the Murgork title last year. Put Bay down a very, very good down team. So, like, 
Donegal has, has taken steps in the right direction, Brendan, and, and we'll be hoping to continue it this year. We, we are 23. We know it's going to be. It's not going to be an easy task, but that's more hoping to push on in the league. And, and 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 really, our main objective would be to stay in the league first and foremost, and then hopefully maybe challenge after that. Um, and you know you're into record time, and again you'll be looking to progress. Like we've we've lost the last two semi-finals to the same opposition. Um, it's been rather sore, to be honest with you. Um, so, listen, we'll be hoping to build on that also. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Listen, uh, uh, James, we wish you all the best. Hey? And, of course, Mickey as well. A wee bit of work accident there. We wish him a, a speedy recovery um, and get 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 back on and get back in the line and back in the in the training there. Um, James, and listen, we want to wish you on behalf of Highland there and all the Hurling fans listening. We want to wish you all the best in 2023. No bother, Brendan. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate your time, Jamesy. Fair play, Jamesy Donnellier, coach of Donegal Hurland. McCool's man, of course, looking ahead to 2023. And now, as I said in the top of the show, we have an interview with Donegal football, senior football manager, Paddy Carr. Paddy Carr, welcome to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for joining us. No problem at all, Brendan. Pleasure. Paddy, listen, um, so many questions you asked, you know. <laughs> I don't know, I, I'm, I'm struggling where he started. I'll tell you where it will start, Paddy, your CV. Brendan, Brendan, I, every, every single Donegal person has said the exact same thing to me. <laughs> and uh, and I, I don't mind telling, I don't mind telling the entire county that I don't have an answer to everyone. No, no, and I, I appreciate that too, Paddy. Listen, we won't bog you down with any nonsense, Paddy, because there's plenty of that out there, as you, as you know. Listen, but Paddy, you're, you're, your CV first, you know, you're obviously a fan of Gale. Um, you've been on some journey, you know. I, I was just looking at the amount of, you know, you've coached and managed and down London, Louth, you know, Dublin, Roscommon, Meath, schools level, colleges. You've been involved in Railway Cups, you know, in the back room, we, uh, involved with Pat Gilroy and, and, and very interesting, Liam Sheedy, a top hurler. I was thinking, there's not, there's not very much this man hasn't done. Yeah. Well, do you know, Brendan, no more than anybody, I mean, I'm probably a, a certain vintage, I'm, I'm certainly a little bit further up the road of life than, than yourself and all, but it's amazing where these things kind of start, like, uh, you know, uh, as I say, I, I left, my family left on a golf when I was a, a very, very young child, you know, but I, I, I remember going to primary school up in South Dublin, I was in, in Oakland College there in Stillorgan, and there was a teacher I had, Anton Carroll, and Anton Carroll was wing half back on a very, very good Donegal team. This would have been back in the very late 60s and all. I was just such a, you know, my father just, you know, um, I suppose we, we get everything from our, our parents. And, uh, you know, a Sunday, uh, every Sunday that I can recollect as a child was being put into the back of a Volkswagen vehicle, all six of us, and heading for whether it was Dungannon or Irvinstown or out of a fair or whatever to even to watch the kind of cup games now and I, I can remember um, looking in on those Donegal teams uh, my memory is always looking through a fence because I wasn't even that tall then but the fact that Anton Carroll was playing my teacher was playing for Donegal he's a, a, a great a good old man and um, I can remember him coming in one Sunday like I was just or sorry on Monday after a game and he gave me a uh, his socks and his togs and uh, 
I, I was only knee high to a grasshopper at the time. The the the, the white socks uh, uh, and the green shorts. Uh, it was like as if I was putting on a, a pair of tights or whatever at the time. But it's true through those kind of things. And I think, look, you know, that grow and passion and, and love for for all things Donegal and the football field was something that was passing through that. And I suppose then, it, you know, it, it, the, the reality was that I learned all my underage football with Tim good Crokes that they were they were the the, the local football team and uh, uh, but you know uh, everything else was just uh, done a goal and um, I I mean that initially where the, the kind of passion came from and then I, you know when I in my teens then I I went to, I was studying there in Dalgan Park with the Columbians and the local football team. It was, it was a very small parish side of Walterson and it just happened because of the nature of the studies I was doing at the time that you, you weren't necessarily free to come and go as you like. We were allowed to play football with the local club and you know that was a very rich venue at the time because you know over the space of about seven years we won five new championships and that was, that, that was at a time when new football was emerging into being the force that it was and you know, I did go on then and do a lot of um, the work with the looking after lead miners and everything at the time that uh, I, I would have fed through a lot of the lads you know, that went on to win all Ireland with uh, under during Sean Boylan's tenure. So I, I could maybe go on a little bit about that. Not at I mean, all. No, 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 do you know what? Paddy, my, my kind of gravitated Brendan right. towards. You know, um, I suppose you know the we part of Fanet that we came from. You're looking out over the sea there, and uh, summers were always really good. Uh, I, I know people in most of Donegal, certainly of my vintage, would remember that too. You know, soccer was very strong in the area, and there was an enormous attachment to uh, in all of that part of Donegal towards Scotland and Glasgow. And you know, part of that would be uh, all, all the, the kind of summer cups and all. But my, my memories of that time in my life with so many people being back around Donegal during the summer and uh, the, 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 you know emigration the end of August September when everyone left uh, is, that's uh, a memory that an awful lot of people uh, can associate with and uh, you know in, in my own family my father was he was one of seven and he was the only one of seven who, who stayed at home and I suppose that attachment to the Donegal diaspora was always strong in my heart, and uh, when I, 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 I did a number of years working in Latin America with the, with the Colombian fathers, and when I came back then, I, was, I remember going over to London for a summer, and that's where that kind of grow came for me for the, the Donegal people in, in London and in Turkana Gales, and you know it's, uh, they recently had a get together there, sixty years of the formation of the club, and it was, it was just amazing to see the kind of caliber of people that have been involved in, in that club and it's, it's uh, you know under the guidance there Tom Mohan it's, it's an incredible club you know I, I know people from the distance might see London football as being uh, a powerhouse or whatever but Turkunga Gales and, uh, has been a tremendous launch launching pack for a lot of people in their lives in, in terms of not just football but in, in terms of keeping contact with home, so mm. that, that, that's where my growl would have been for there. I've been, I've been over there, Paddy. I actually played for the Sons of Erin at one stage. It was in, in Northampton. Um, 
I was, I was actually born over there, the sons of Aaron Boy. Hey, listen, you know, and, and my apologies because I totally was talking about you being a coach. Yeah, of course, you've played for Donegal and you're a fantastic footballer as well. I didn't want to not put yeah. that in there, Paddy. But this this whole journey you've been on, really, and this, as you say, this constant grow, was Donegal, listen, was it written in the stars that this was meant to be in terms of, was it something, did you ever go to the Donegal job before or was it just this was the right time now? Well, the thing is, Brendan, look, my name was associated with it around the time that Jim took on the job simply because people would have known my kind of background. But the logistics of, of doing that um, is, you know, I, I, I now know because I've been I'm in a position to be freed up to give pretty much all of my time to what, what, what I'm doing at the moment. But the log- at that time, I... I uh, I was just coming out of a teaching job there in Drada and I, was, I moved on to be a principal in a, a big grown school there in the north side of Navan. And, uh, you know, I've been there for the last seven years. So even around the time that Declan went for the job there over five years ago, uh, I was asked by the, the committee executive at the time to come in on that, uh, you know, on, on that process because I, I was there. Uh, I was managing Ballymount Kickens at the time, and I just knew that physically, you know, in terms of doing the thing right and giving yourself time, it, it would be physically impossible to, you know, running a school is a pretty responsible job. So um, it just, of late there, just coincided that I, I was in a position to uh, to retire from that, and it, and it dovetailed very uh, quickly with um, maybe asked to, to take on this role. Yeah, and Paddy, I suppose from from all Donegal fans, Declan, of course, we took took a few weeks to to step down, and then this kind of protracted. It seemed like a protracted look for a new manager came in. There was, of course, then the rumor mill gets involved, and and what was happening, and there was different players involved, and then out it comes yourself and uh, Aidan O'Rourke and as a management team. Were you in from the start in that, uh, 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 Paddy, uh, in terms of that process? Because it did seem to take such a long uh, period of time. Well, without going into the details, Brandon, we could be here all day if we did that. But it suffice to say, like we we were we were involved very early in that process, and it is, um, you know, like it's important, I suppose, to to point out that the nature of these things, like Donegal and Donegal football. Uh, and the people in and around it are very passionate about them. And I suppose when things stop happening on the field, people are still going to talk about Donegal football. And very often the conversation turns to things unrelated to what's going on on the field. And I mean, uh, look, it's a very opportune time for me to be able to absolutely put a huge thumb up to. And, and, and salute the work that Declan Bonner has done over the years. My goodness, like Declan Bonner is and always will be a hero of mine from way back. I had the pleasure of playing on the same field as him for only a short enough time. But talk about somebody consistently trying to do the right thing for the yeah. right reason. That that has been written all over Declan Bonner, the good people he had in and in and around him, and uh, that you know. Very often, the, the main thing that we see people awake at night is wondering whether you're going to get a little bit of luck on, on, on certain days or big days or 
you know, there can be any amount of things that can go wrong in the background in terms of injuries and everything yeah. else. And, you know, I, 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 I would think that in, in, in due time, the legacy that Declan has left will, will be something that he's every reason to be definitely proud of. Yeah. I think you're right, Paddy. I mean, if you're going to evaluate any, because there was a lot of cribbing, you know, in terms of, like the team that you're playing, the tactics, the the, the injuries, you know, you've 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 so many things going on there in one one game or, or one scenario and there does seem to be this element out there of, of, of complaining that seems to go on and on and uh it's a wee bit toxic Paddy and I think it's very important now with, with yourself and Aiden and Paddy come on that you you were given time to mould this team in, in your own in your own style and of course having to deal with, with Michael retiring. Did, did, was there a was there yeah. a talk with Michael? Was that a meeting uh, uh when he made his decision with with, with yourself and Aiden or how did that uh how did he announce that, um, Paddy? Yeah, well, look, Michael. Michael kept me in, informed as to what was happening, and I mean, it's it's it, you know there, there have been so many really appropriate and right tributes paid to Michael. I suppose in in the midst of it all, like when you have a warrior and a hero and. All that Michael has given to Donegal football, there is. It's very easy for people to probably forget that Donegal or none of us actually own Michael Murphy. He has his own life to live, and there's a lot of good things happening in his life at the moment. And Michael very, very um, respectfully allowed me to know. The, 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 the reason the reason uh, as to why he felt it was the right time to step away from one of our football and, yeah. and I can do nothing other than salute him and respect him yeah. for that yeah. um, and, and, and that you know I, I suppose people are, are, are it's obvious enough Brendan it begs the question as to what the effect that has on all the lads who you know uh, and everyone else is in and around that squad has uh, come in uh, under the, the wing of Michael and the legacy he's left is, is very good because what I'm sort of experiencing on a daily basis is the very thing that I think Michael would have wished for and that is that uh, real kind of enthusiasm in terms of stepping up and, uh, and I'm, I'm getting that reaction across the board from the, all the lads who are, are committed to the cause of Donegal football now yeah, and and uh, Paddy, tell me just the dynamic of you, you and Aidan and now Paddy coming in. Um, were you and Aidan? Had you known Aidan for a long time before this, or the fact that this um, this management team would, would would come together? And are you more uh, manager tactics overseeing? Is Aidan more coach hands on with, with with Paddy, or how's how's the uh, management team going to work? Yeah, well, look, Brendan, you know yourself, and you've been in around. Football at the highest level for a long time. You're, you're, uh, I don't want to be giving you too much credit over the radio. Uh, <laughs> well, there's plenty there's a big objective yeah. view of that as well, so that's all right. Don't worry about it. No, don't I worry about it. Yeah, you're a good man around you there too, and yeah, you, you, you certainly don't owe Donegal football. Anything other than what you've given us, it's been tremendous. Now, but look, you you know yourself, Brendan, and, and good GA people know that the game itself is evolving so rapidly. It's, it's like life itself, 
and you know the the, the, the I suppose the advent of of sports uh, science and, and, and information and, and the quality of all of that is um, is hugely important because in effect you know to be a, a successful intercounty footballer and to meet the kind of expectations that there are in, in Donegal the level of commitment is total and the you know the young lads coming through in that know that they need to be surrounded by the best in terms of all the different areas so it, like I, as I say I, I, I would I would have known even from uh, a good while back in that regard and you know it's, it's quite current at the moment that when inter-county management teams are being put in place one of the very first questions is that very question is you know who, who have you on your team and sometimes it can be a little bit about uh, kind of a chicken and egg situation is that you know in terms of do you come with your full background team or you get a point of first and then a point your back in team and there's various uh, there's all kinds of theories in and around that but uh, I knew from the outset as to what was involved and the kind of expertise you need around you I know from even my recent day job that success is all about having the right people around you and that's why like Aiden is exceptionally experienced and well-respected coach you know you want people who are really good at what they do you know obviously there recently Paddy Paddy Bradley has come in there as well and um, the the dynamic there with us and that's kind of at the fulcrum of what's happening is there you know, I suppose it's, it's appropriate to say like that that, that full management team met the, the squad there yesterday and um, you know it, 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 the dynamic of that was very very encouraging and I like to come back down to Aggie when living yesterday yesterday evening and that was that was a very enjoyable journey because I mean, they feel that the ship is sailing into the waves now in the right direction and yeah, I'm delighted about that. Yeah, um, Paul Brennan, long-term injury. Uh, he's making a bit of a comeback. Chris McFadden, Ferry, um, ACL. Have, have you got outside of that, um, Paddy? Because I just have to say, there's there's a lot of rumours about this and that about a few players not being involved and maybe committing to Sigerson and that. Have you got the full commitment of of the players that you want there and the Dunny's goal squad at the minute? Yeah, well. Like it, I suppose it, there's no uh, secret in saying, Brendan, that you know, it, 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 obviously the officially getting lads together there just in the last while. In fairness, we've been in contact with the players over the last uh, since we took on the role, and uh, lads have been working away in their own programs and everything. But good when you get everyone back together, and uh, it was yeah, I mean, it was a sort of um, an eye opener when we realised that. How many lads are actually carrying uh, long-term injuries? I suppose the nature of uh, lads coming out of intercounty football back to their club champion, the club championship. You know, a good number of the Donegal squad actually played through the club championship with injuries. So we have a significant number of lads doing rehab, and that's why it's very. We have a very, very good medical and strength and conditioning team. They're there behind the squad and. Um, you know, there's, there's initially there was quite a number of lads in rehab, and uh, 
we have to give them time to ensure that those long-term injuries are, are really uh, looked after. Um, the other part of that, as you were asking, is with regard to lads that go in and the squad. And the reality is that the, the, the panel is open-ended, as it should be at the moment. And, you know, in terms of logistics, in terms of travel, it will always be a situation within the golf club that you will good players based outside the county and we are putting all the steps in place to ensure that these lads can manage their lives um, appropriately and those kind of conversations are going on on a daily basis there at the moment because uh, as you well know Brendan like things have to be going well in your life off the field in order to perform your maximum on the field and you know young lads in terms of their studies and pressures and all of that like we're you know, we we're looking after all of that, and good people in, in the background team to to do that. So, like, I, I, as you can understand, I'm not in a position to talk about any individual yeah. just at the moment. But uh, so, you know, suffice to say that we're concerned with those lads who are, um, who are, are up to committing to Donegal and all are are on board, and, and it is like it's, it's a dynamic that's going on. Uh, you know, on, on a daily basis, there's a lot of moving parts to it. Mm. Listen, Billy, it's a huge job and a huge commitment. And listen, from, from all those Donegal GA ones, I want to thank you first for coming back and, and taking the job and organising this because I know behind the scenes and, and everything goes on, you know, it's, it's such a massive undertaking. That's why I'm saying for everybody, you got to mould this team. Uh, Paddy, as I say, I was, I was looking when I looked at your time in, in, in sport and, and you need one of those old Roman scrolls there to get your get your CV on. It just was so massive. You're going to bring all that experience to it. I have one tiny thing, funnily enough, in common with you. The first uh, uh, football I ever went there was taken in a beetle as well. So maybe I'm not that yeah. far behind you in age. My uncle took us <laughs> out of beetle now. So there's, there's one thing we have in common anyway from, from the get-go. But by listen, we're out of time here. Um, listen, as I say, fantastic, uh, talking to you, Manny. And listen, we want to speak to you as a, as, as the, as the McKenna Cup, uh, the draw, I think, next, next week there, I think it is, and then, and the league, Paddy. So to yourself, Aidan and Paddy, and all the backroom team, and all the lads there, um, we want to wish you all the best in the, in the season ahead. Brandon, thanks very much indeed. I really appreciate that and the good work that you're doing there. And I suppose I'm looking forward to, to talking about what's happening out on the field soon enough. Um, yes. You know, As you, uh, yeah, get, get, get all this behind you. Get, uh, let's get out the real stuff. Listen, uh, totally with you. <laughs> good man, Paddy. I'm with you. You, know, you, know, you, know. you have a You have a good Christmas first, Paddy. We'll speak to you in the new year, right? God bless, friend. Take care. And the same to yourself. Appreciate that. That's Paddy Carr there. Magic stuff from him. Great chat to him. Uh, Fan at Gales, man, of course. I manage Donegal now. I want to thank him for that interview. And, of course, I want to thank earlier uh, Alan Foley of the Connacht Media Group and, of course, James E. Donnelly, the Donegal uh, Hurling coach as well, for their input into that. That's a wrap. Stay tuned for the excellent Monday night sessions, as ever. I'll speak to you for the last DL debate in the series next week. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen.